0: Welcome to the Hoopla Podcast. Hoopla! hoopla. We're here this week for a very special episode, a little Hoopla Redupla, if you will. Just a fun little episode where we rewrite part of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It was a great movie overall, but I kind of left the theater thinking that maybe a small change in the script could have improved it significantly. So I've got some ideas how we can rewrite the Adam Warlock storyline to hopefully give us a little bit more of a satisfying villain slash antihero slash antagonist. Rewriting in one of the best movie.
1: MCU movies to come out in years, you say? I'll be the judge if your rewrite is good.
0: <laughs> but we're gonna make it even better if you guys listened to our previous episode a couple weeks ago about the guardians of the galaxy volume three you know that we all gave it a pretty dang high rating on the hoopla scale so we'll see if we can get a little bit higher joining me for this rewrite adventure this redo i have the Script mastermind. Andy Ooh. Smith.
1: Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and a big fan of Adam Warlock. So we'll, we'll see what you you play here together. <laughs> Jamie. A Jamie. skeptical Red
0: beginning definitely. to the episode. That's okay, because I know someone's on my side here, and it is the editor extraordinaire, Chris Pio.
2: C3 Pio here. uh Very excited to hear what you have to say. You just texted us and said, hey, need to talk ASAP, hop on pod. Uh, So now I'm here. You better not destroy my favorite character in the MCU, Adam Warlock. (laughs) That's true. You should see Chris's tattoo he has. (laughs) Full left arm sleeve. It's Adam Warlock. Why are you currently painted yellow right now, Chris? (laughs) I thought
0: that was a C3Pio thing, but he's
2: actually in Adam Warlock cosplay (laughs) full-time. This is not a fake gemstone in my forehead. This is a real surgically implanted mind stone. (laughs)
0: Wow, incredible. Hopefully it helps you uh, come up with wonderful ideas to make this rewrite even better. Unfortunately, this week on the podcast, we don't have our fourth member of the Hoopla Krupla. As Jake Laxer is currently out there picketing with the Writers Guild on strike, <laughs> and he said, you "There's no strong. way I can join this writing episode of the Hoopla Podcast." <laughs> He's standing by his writers, uh, as we are We've too. Cross uh, the picket line. Does
2: that mean? Does that mean you're a scab? It means we're all up scabs. These free writing ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be. Uh, don't tell anybody. Uh, but hey, we support the writers treat them nicer because otherwise we get movies like quantum mania and nobody wants that (laughs) oh no then again
1: let's be honest an ai an ai could have built that quantum mania
2: story dang are you guys saying that you stand with the wga and the writers except the writers that made ant-man quantum mania yes (laughs) here's a a conspiracy (laughs)
0: theory to begin the episode marvel Induced this writer's strike close <laughs> enough in time with the release of Quantum Mania so that history will get it confused and think that Quantum Mania came out during the writer's strike.
1: <laughs> during the writer's wow. strike. Wow. Interesting. They it, couldn't do any reshoots. Talk so they're like, about wow, covering
0: this is not
2: great. Up a blemish. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, so this will be pretty fun. Uh, my name is Jamie Clare, by the way. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Great movie. Enjoyed most of it. There were two things that I came away from the movie wishing were different. The main one was as I said, the storyline of Adam Warlock. He as a character didn't really influence the plot at all, which is disappointing for
2: your antagonist. Fair. Oh, wait. Spoiler warning for Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> 3 right here yeah, right yes. now. Now that you've listened to who's
1: on the podcast. <laughs> wait, Adam Warlock is in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume
2: 3. <3? laughs> Spoiler warning. Thank you,
0: thank you, thank you. Spoilers. Uh, this rewrite will actually talk about the initial write. The second thing that I didn't yes. like about, didn't like is maybe too strong, that I was, think could maybe be better is the movie was all about Rocket, which was great, but we had very little time with adult Rocket, which is just kind of a bummer. Mm. It was, mm. I was satisfied because the whole storyline with the young Rocket was so good That we didn't really need to have old Rocket there the whole time. But that was just the second thing that I was a little dissatisfied with at the end of the movie. So...
1: Jamie, Jamie, before you get into... I just want to put some ground rules here. Does Adam Warlock have to get to the same place in this rewrite that he did in the original movie? He... So, is he going to end at the same he place? He is going to end at the same place. As a part of the future yeah. Guardians. He, he yeah. will end at the same okay. place. Okay.
0: He will start at the same place. The journey will be much better. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've sold this rewrite, us. and everybody knows that it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever heard, let's dive into the rewrite. First of all, we can't just have Adam Warlock show up out of nowhere, into nowhere at the beginning of the movie. He just flies in, attacks Rocket out of nowhere. We need a quick scene of the High Evolutionary you know, saying, blah, 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 go get Rocket. Real quick, nothing too crazy, just something to set the scene. Then Adam Warlock comes flying in, they fight, blah, 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 blah. The rewrite starts with Adam Warlock not being defeated on nowhere, but Adam Warlock captures Rocket and takes him with him to the High Evolutionary. Because we don't need Rocket to be unconscious the whole uh, time. We have these two very interesting characters, Adam Warlock and Rocket. They can go have their own little adventure together.
1: Uh-huh. I, I think that's an interesting change, right? Because you don't necessarily need Quill and, uh, and the other characters just over the lifeless body of Rocket. They could go through the exact same you know path, yeah. still go to Ogle Corp, And still manage through those storylines for maybe a slightly different purpose, but maybe just following Adam Warlock or or something like that. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you don't have to change anything that goes on with the rest of the Guardians, because they're just they go on these little adventures trying to find like a passcode into Rocket's heart monitor thing. I forget what they called it. But they're just looking for like a little bit of information, right? So they can instead of look for how to stop his heart monitor, they can look for where is he being taken? And they go on the same adventures. Mm.
2: Okay. So the only thing you really lose there is the immediacy, the, the time constraint of saving Rocket, because they, they make His it very clear life. that he's, yeah. he's on a, a ticking time yeah. bomb, quite literally. That's true. So eh, there's, there's nothing yeah. lost there. Yeah.
0: So I guess it, it would take away from, like, they only have 48 hours to do it, and it would be they're just trying to do it as fast as they possibly can because their friend just got kidnapped. Right, they're still
1: going to
2: go rescue their friend.
1: Does Adam Warlock still almost kill Rocket in this instant, or is he just knocked out, captured, and taken to the High Evolutionary?
0: I think he's going to still be almost killed, because we have to. We have to still have those flashback scenes. So just because I'm going to introduce new ways to have old Rocket, don't want to take away any of the young Rocket scenes. So maybe we keep those in there because he got... His ass beat, he's unconscious, has dreams, nightmares, whatever. I don't know.
2: But well, maybe he does get, maybe Rocket does get captured, gets taken back to a similar or even the same mm-hmm. lab mm-hmm. where he starts getting worked on, which that's yep. what triggers yeah, yeah, the yeah.
0: Memories. Absolutely. So that will come. But along okay. the way, I'm on board. we have conversations between Rocket and Adam Warlock, which I think was a huge missed opportunity in this movie because those two characters are so similar to each other. They are both created by mm. the high evolutionary. Ooh, that's a great point. As yes. these creatures that are supposed to be the pinnacle of evolution, the greatest creations in the universe. Rocket was an earlier model than the mm-hmm. sovereign, but they have that together, they have that related to each other. And I think you get some really interesting dynamics with Rocket trying to persuade adam warlock into seeing that adam warlock should not be working for the high evolutionary because the high evolutionary doesn't care about adam warlock any more than he cares about rocket rocket can have these discussions about like how your life is all a lie you're just created by these people they don't care about you as a person they care about you as reaching this impossible destiny of creating perfection and there will never be perfection so they will end your life without a second thought throw you into a furnace and then start over on the next experiment
1: and even with with adam orlock he would initially you know combat rocket and say you know that's you're absolutely wrong but right. then after the does the same situation with his mother happen does he still do they perish on Earth Two, or whatever the, counter, what Earth. the name of a, counter Earth, counter Earth, counter Earth, and then he realizes Rocket was right all along, and I need to go save him.
2: Joins the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not even sure you need. Well, so and, and what is her name? The the sovereign leader. Yeah.
0: Who I will just. I'll look um,
2: that up. Mother.
0: Mother. Um, mother. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you can have those debates where, like, Adam Warlock thinks he's. The perfect creation and he has this this face off with rocket where he says something like i'm better than you in every single way and then rocket says yeah "Yeah, and i'm better than batch 88 in every single way do you think the high evolutionary thinks that i'm perfect no he doesn't think that you're Mm -hmm. perfect either there's always a way to be improved and he doesn't care about you and so you have this back and forth or a good place to have those conversations would be As they're together, like on the spaceship being brought back to the high evolutionary. And then as Mm -hmm. one of you Mm is saying, bring them back to the lab. The high evolutionary is working on Rocket, trying to get that important brain info out of Rocket, trying to figure out how he can take the incredible intelligence that Rocket has and introduce it into some of his new creations, which is the main thing he was trying to do in the actual movie.
1: My question would be: Do we still have the scene? One of my favorite scenes of *Guardians of the Galaxy* three is, by the way, fact check: Aisha is the high priestess, Aisha. Of Aisha. sovereign, and I didn't know that was her name, so that's that's something new. Uh, when he disintegrates the man that's sitting on the on the sovereign ship, the, he's still the same comical character. I would I, I would presume here he's just introduced a rocket, and Rocket's telling him, you know the moral side of, of who he is right. earlier yeah. in the storyline.
2: I think those scenes and specifically that Andrew is, is this is a fine way to rewrite Adam Warlock because he doesn't, he, he's not fully ingrained within the sovereign or the mm-hmm. high evolutionary's plans yet. He, th- that scene is there in the original, right to show us that he is malleable, that he is uh, very susceptible to influence. Uh, he's, he, he can be changed quite easily over the course of a movie. So that scene is there, that show him we mean business. Mm-hmm. He's, he's young, he's naive, but it's also to represent that, okay, he's never done this before. Clearly the Sovereign have not taught him how to mean business. So that works in just the same way. Mm-hmm. You can still have that scene, but it's, it's Rocket in the end that ends up turning him from evil, quote unquote, from the evil side to the guardian side.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that will still come in the same way that we had it in the actual movie with the showdown between the High Evolutionary right. and Adam Warlock. Um, but I think having those seeds of doubt be planted by Rocket earlier on because, like I said, Rocket and Adam Warlock are, were created for the same reason, essentially, yeah. and are living you know, different lives, but are very similar characters.
2: I like this a lot, Jamie, and I just thought of something for the reason I like it more. We know Rocket mostly as a technician, Mm a demolitions expert. He loves to carry a big stick and carry an even bigger gun. But if Adam Warlock, this all-powerful being, comes and captures him, wins for all intents and purposes, he's not going to have his tech. He's not going to have that big gun available. So he has to use his superior intellect to talk his way out of it. He can't use that big gun. That's how it comes full circle for him. He's he's a fully intelligent being. He's the leader of the Guardians in the end, spoiler alert. And I, I really yeah. like your rewrite because he can't rely on the things that we've seen him rely on in the past. You
0: have absolutely nailed where I was going for the conclusion of this rewrite. Ah, okay, I stole no, it. No, you didn't steal it. it. This is this is exactly what we need because they make such a they put so much emphasis on how smart Rocket is and how he's the one creation that the high evolutionary has ever made. That is capable of these like unique and individual thoughts. He's the only yeah. one who can be creative in a way that the high evolutionary wants to get that back and introduce that to all those other creatures. So the final showdown, I don't know if showdown's the right word. The final interaction we have between Adam Warlock and Rocket, they're in the lab. Rocket's like locked up in one of those cages that we see in the lab. Adam Warlock is staring him down from the outside of the cage saying, again, how Adam Warlock thinks he's perfect in every way, blah, 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 blah. Rocket says, I don't know, we can, we can maybe workshop this, how the dialogue goes, but Rocket essentially agrees with him in a way that tricks him into not paying attention, and then Rocket outsmarts him, sneaks away using his quick-thinking smarts, maybe builds another one of those key cards to open the gate. I don't know Ooh. exactly, but mm. he does something to use his intellect to outsmart Adam Warlock, escapes. Last second, right before the door shuts between Rocket and Adam Warlock, he says one final thing to remind Adam Warlock who he is, who he can be, and how the High Evolutionary actually feels about him as a creation and not actually a person who deserves to live their own life. Adam Warlock's mind gets changed. He goes to see the High Evolutionary. Bada bing, bada boom. Same exact ending that we got before. You
1: know, another reason why I really, really like that is because during the original write, you have Adam Warlock save Peter Quill, but there was really never a point when they made that connection between the Guardians and Adam Warlock, whereas in this, he spent so much time with Rocket that it almost validates why, why, you know, Adam Warlock would put himself out there to save Peter Quill as he's floating through space. Yeah at that very end moment
0: one final rewrite maybe if you'll allow this is instead Another of rewrite? instead of peter quill what if it's rocket that's floating rocket. through space you know because peter quill goes back to mm. get his zune
2: that fell out of his pocket i don't like that i don't like that <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna I, say I, I don't like that i agree i think adam warlock as much as you have maybe improved this character's journey. I still think that he belongs in this movie. I think he was underutilized, and I think you have helped to remedy that. But I I did enjoy the fact that he—that was his, you know, second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. That was his second chance. So I do want to keep. No,
0: but I'm saying he saves Rocket instead of saving Peter. So,
1: in, you're oh. saying Rocket floats out in space? Rocket is floating out I into think, space.
2: Um, hmm. Oh, I was misunderstanding maybe I
0: Maybe I said it backwards, um, but I, what if Rocket's the one floating in space about to die, and then Adam Warlock saves yeah, Rocket that could instead work. of
2: Peter? I don't know. That
1: could work. I like that. That could work. I do think there is some consistency between Guardians 1, 2, and 3, where Peter always puts himself out there in the very end to save his friends, which then kind of leads Adam to...
0: Sure, you
2: know. But in but we, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Rocket is the one that almost freezes over. But the only reason he goes back, not for the zoom, he notices an otter oh, family stuck yes, in a case, yes, yes, like yes. one one family left behind. He looks around, make sure everything's good to go, scampers back, mm. and then that's where Adam Warlock has to come in and save the otter family and Rocket.
0: Yeah, that's. That's how it is. That's the beautiful ending because it was kind of silly to have Peter almost die because of a fucking zune.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's Guardians, which is that. why I like that. Yeah, but if you are going to rewrite that, I think he has to go back for animals, which he did. Yeah, which was his hero moment. You know, ooh, I'm I'm liking this a lot, J-
1: Jamie. After this rewrite, I'm thinking about what the future of Guardians could be, and we know that Captain Rocket is the leader of the Guardians, and Adam Warlocks on the team with a few others. That kind of makes me want to see a Guardians four, honestly. Ooh, baby. Like it back. Like you're you're kind of giving some more validity to the future Guardians team members. And you know, they could do a lot with that. So I think you've taken the Adam Warlock storyline from a five out of ten hoopla's. I'm thinking of like an 8
2: out of 10 hit applause. <laughs> what do you think about that? That is very kind. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'll throw one more thing on top of this, and something you mentioned just a bit ago, Jamie. When Adam Warlock gets that last seed of doubt as Rocket escapes, he goes to see the High Evolutionary. That could give us a small, maybe an even larger scale fight scene between the two, because we see small glimpses of the High Evolutionary's psychic powers, whatever those powers may be, We see small glimpses, but we never see him fight. As great of a villain as he is, we never see him really fight. He can move stuff around. He can hold people in place. Mm -hmm. But if we saw the high evolutionary beat him down with those psychic powers and further reinforce that you are my creation, you are not my friend, you are not my employee, you are my work thing. That could be the final enforcer, the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the way that you've done it for internal struggle. That makes a lot of sense from Rocket's point of view. But it would be cool to get a little fight yeah. scene. See, you could even throw that in. You didn't have to, but you I could. say
0: we do it. Let's throw it in there. Why not?
2: You could even you could even relay it to more kind of like a, a master apprentice thing with like uh, like a Vader uh, to bring in Star Wars, like Vader and Director Krennic from Rogue One. Like, a, you're you're important, but you still work for me, and you have no power here. You need to understand that. Don't choke on your aspirations, Adam Warlock. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, exactly. more so than what
1: they just, you see at the beginning of the movie where he's, the high evolutionary, he's talking down to Aisha and, and throws Adam Warlock up, up on the side of, do that at the end of the movie with a full, you know, yeah. 30 second action sequence where you would assume that Adam Warlock could dismantle this, this scientist, high evolutionary type but in actuality, he has the power over his, his creations. Um, yeah. But then Adam Warlock is able to get out of that. I, I like this. This is a good yeah. rewrite here.
0: I think it would be good. I think there's a lot that needs to be explored from the Adam Warlock character. One, to just give him a reason to be in the movie other yeah. than just mm-hmm. to have a gold person in the movie. And two, <laughs> you have those beautiful parallels between the main character of the film And one of the antagonists of the film and for them to not really explore those parallels was a huge wasted opportunity.
1: So what you're trying to tell me is James Gunn, rewrite and give us a director's cut.
0: Yes. What I'm telling you is James Gunn, you're getting ready to write a hundred movies for DC. So why don't you just invite the hoopla croupla into the writer's room and we'll punch it up for you. We'll take your well, movies though,
1: because the W. We're not WGA certified writers. We can write right now. That's
0: true. Yes. Invite the scabs. We're in. <laughs> uh Yeah. So this was fun. I thought it would be fun to just have a quick little conversation about this idea I had about how the Adam Warlock storyline could have been improved, in my opinion, uh in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which yet again a fantastic movie, but there's always room for improvement. So let us know what you guys think. Did you like this rewrite? Did you like this style of Hoopla episode? Just trying out some new stuff, see how it goes. Talk about some random fun stuff. Um, did you guys miss Jake? Leave a comment. Let us know if you missed Tweet Jake. Tweet at
1: Hoopla Podcast on Twitter and let us know how you didn't miss Jake.
0: Because I <laughs> certainly miss Jake. He'll be back soon, though, and that's all that matters. Um. Anything else? Uh, uh, Well, nope. Moment of (laughs) highest hoopla. What did
1: Adam Warlock say at any point during this movie? You know what? I'm going to look up an Adam Warlock quote.
0: Good luck. Um, See, that's why he needed to be rewritten, because you don't even know any quotes that he had. Uh, But yeah, thank you all for tuning into this fun little episode. Again, let us know what you think. You can tweet at us at hooplapodcasts. Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff, leave us a review, give us five stars, shop at the merch site, all that important stuff. That's all in the episode description. And we've never done an episode like this before, so we don't really have a way that we normally end it, but I'm going to throw it to a moment of highest hoopla anyway. What do you have for us, Andy?
1: Well, the only thing I could do here is let's just pull out an Adam Warlock quote from the marvel comics here while i stand i defy your might and shall ever match it with my own power he who acts with violence takes the side of those who oppose me if anyone dares commit such acts in my behalf i shall see he wishes he were never born because that is the semi-villainous adam warlock that we didn't get in the mcu so
2: maybe we could have added
1: in a few uh you know maybe made him a little bit more heinous in your rewrite jamie but that's next rewrite yeah that's next time
0: tune in for the next movie that we rewrite rewrite. (laughs) uh okay
1: cool bye